0: so first let's just say hello y'all welcome to our podcast we sisters we're talking about tv
1: yes because one of the things we love more than nap and more than cake is tv
0: yes this is true and today we're going to talk about two of our favorite shows and one of our most favorite shows is sanford and son
1: Oh, my God. I remember rushing home from high school to watch Sanford and Son. And me and my best friend, Big Kim, would sit on the phone and watch Sanford and Son and just crack up laughing. It was like the best thing ever.
0: Well, I think it was a show that, one, it was a reflection of its time. And what, you know what I've discovered? As I get older, it is funnier to me.
1: It, it really is. It really is. It, it's just, I think as a teenager, it was just hilarious, the stuff he said and did. And now as I'm sitting here in my 50s, and I mean, I'm sitting in my 50s, I watch it and I think this was so funny and It was like he was making statements about the culture at the same time. And it it relates to right now.
0: To me, it does. Just some of the things he says and does. Well, here's what's really funny about that, what you said. When Red Fox started this show, he was 50 years old. I mean, he played a 65-year-old man, but he was actually 50 years old.
1: Wow. Well, yeah, he looks older. He looks older um, on Sanford and stuff.
0: Let's call makeup, Regina. Makeup.
1: Well, I understand that, but he still, he looked old. He looked like a pop. He looked like somebody's pop.
0: Okay. And so the sto- show started in January of 1972, and it ended uh, in March of
1: 1977. Oh, uh, and so when I was seeing it, I was actually rerun, but it was still so new to us because it came on in that after-school hour, like 3 to 5 or 6. There was the Jeffersons and and Sanford and Son, and I can't think of what else, but I I just remember us calling each other and watching Sanford and Son and just cracking up because Fred was saying things on TV that number one, we had already heard within our own family structure, and number two, that we maybe have wanted to say ourselves, but couldn't, and that just was hilarious to us.
0: That is, that was too funny, and it still is, it's still too
1: funny. Oh my goodness, I I watched it. It had to be like a week or so ago. It was on TV. And so I just laid there and watched it. And I just found myself just laughing out loud. And I thought, oh my goodness, I forgot how funny Red is. Red Fox was hilarious.
0: You know what? (laughs) It made me think because, you know, we saw him on the show on TV. And we thought, ooh, Red Fox is funny. And then if you ever like... Happened to run into, like, any of his albums or stuff he did at a comedy club. You'd
1: be like, "Ooh, I can't talk like that. I don't think I'm supposed to listen to that. But isn't that amazing, though? He was pretty X-rated in comedy clubs and on albums, but they brought him into people's homes between the hours of 3 and 6 when kids were home and, you know, like family time. There was Red Fox, this X-ray comedian, cracking us up about domestic life, living in the ghetto, being a single parent, raising this son, and just all the, the hardships, heartaches, and joys that black people living in the, the ghetto, trying to live, experienced. And I guess that's why we all just kind of related to it and thought it was, hilarious, because I did. I just thought, oh my God, that's just the best thing ever. That's like the epitome of black old men for me.
0: Right, right. And exactly, because you know what? It showed us black people on television. I mean, that was black people, you know, being funny, and they just kind of made you feel good, because you were
1: laughing. I was always laughing, and you know, the, the difference when I when I think about it, the difference between because you know we watched Good Times and the Jeffersons and Fred and Lamont were poor. I mean, yeah. they were like they was good polar. times poor. Yeah. They were poor, but you never. At least I never felt as uh, bad about their situation as I did about Good Times. On good times, I was like, Lord, James, I got fired from the car. Lord, what we going to do? <laughs> you know, I mean, I was right there with Florida, them. I was like, Lord, is they, they going to have to get a job? And I think that's because they incorporated all that into the story. Right. And Sanford and son, they didn't incorporate a lot of that into the story. It was just mostly about his living in this area with his kooky family and all his, you know, spooky friends and ideas and you never to. yeah we you just never felt like it. yeah like lord how the month them gonna eat they done lost the truck i never felt that i just thought oh my god they done lost this truck what stupid stuff have they done so it was just more relatable and more i don't know it was just funnier to me it was it was because it didn't make you I don't know. It didn't make you feel so bad all yes. the time. Cause I'm, I mean, I yes. love good times, but sometimes I was just like, Lord, ain't greens and cornbread again? I know. Lord, Y'all got no meat in there. <laughs> ain't no meat, Lord. The neighbor eating dog food. Oh, Lord, was you, know. Well, you, you know. know you just we know what we talking about. Good
0: times next time. But this
1: is Sanford yeah. and Son. I know, but I'm just saying, when you think about the two, they both for poor black families. But Sanford and Son really, really made you laugh. It really made you laugh. It really made you forget. And it was just, like I said, you could relate to it. Yep. Because and I still I, even can. now, you can go to any black community in America and there's going to be an old black man. Driving an old truck and the back of the truck is gonna be full of junk. <laughs> I don't care where you go. It's something about becoming an old black man that makes you wanna pick up junk and drive real slow through the hood. That's right.
0: <laughs> and that is Fred Sanford. Or uh, sit and talk a whole bunch of noise all day long. Although my favorite is his mama called him Cash's Clay.
1: I'ma go. <laughs> 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 yes. and that was the joy—the joy of Frank Sanford was he said whatever the hell he wanted to say, and that just made us feel so free. True, because in a in a society where we felt restricted, Fred Sanford got on TV and he said it and it was hilarious old white woman you just be like did he just say that Is was he? it an old white woman was it an old ugly white woman I mean he just said whatever he wanted whatever
0: and it was and like our freedom state. it was that was our moment of freedom it
1: Wait, was every damn. time he got with it it was just our moment of freedom cause he said whatever he wanted to say and it was about, and he was an equal opportunity person, and that's what just. That's right, because he talked about everybody. Every single person, and I'm telling you, it was hilarious. From talking about, you know, Rallo, the thief, his son's friend, the thief. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just, he just did it. And like I said, it was just so much freedom in watching him express himself however he wanted, because again, you saw family members on there when you watched Sanford and stuff, which is what made it even funny. It was. It was. It was. And, of course, the best episode me and Kim used to watch and sing all the time was when he was sick in the bed and, after, and the church women came over to pray <laughs> for him. Oh, my God. That will forever be funny. It's Fred. It's, it's Fred, Fred. It's spread, Oh, Lord. Standing in, in the heat of crab. Girl, my favorite
0: was remember that time the mom brought that coffin home? Said, I, was, I ain't sleeping in the house with no
1: coffin. I'm going to sleep in the truck. <laughs> Stuff like that. Stuff like that. It was just hilarious. I don't know who the writers were for this. I don't know if Red Five had stuff. I just I don't know, yeah, but they had a ho-
0: they had a host of
1: writers. It was just such. I mean, it was just such a true black experience. You saw on there it the stuff good. like that.
0: It's like you said. It was it was that freedom that we had. It was that moment that thirty minutes or twenty four minutes. It was some freedom. Things were said. Things was done. People laughed. It was good.
1: I just love that show, though. That will forever be one of my favorite, favorite shows because, like I said, here I am now, all these years later, still watch it, still laugh, just laugh I laugh.
0: You know what, Yep, That's one of them shows
1: I could fall asleep on. Yeah, oh, girl, Fred. Yes, love me some Fred.
0: Let me tell love you, me you dreaming about stuff, <laughs> Sanford and Son, I can dream about it. some of these other shows. I do not need in my nightmares.
1: Oh, you been that cutting mother shows on? You gonna have nightmares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are. The worst you gonna have with Red is you waking up calling somebody old fish eyed fool. <laughs> <laughs> are you been eating bear hugger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now isn't that crazy? The fact that we remember the names of the lives, oh, girl.
1: Him and Ain't Esther Oh my God, them was some of the best battles, you old heathen. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, hilarious. Yeah, that was one of the most favorite shows I ever had it was I ever watched with Stanford and Son and so thankful that it still comes on now. Okay. Even now you can find it and just sit and just
0: I mean, it's just hilarious
1: to sit and watch them.
0: This show is definitely on our
1: A-list. Oh, yeah. I, I guess Sanford and done like a triple A-plus. Mm-hmm. Triple A-plus. Okay, so the next show
0: that we're going to chat about, we do not know as well, but it's The Midsummer Murders. That's usually uh, a BBC show, or it comes on, what, where do we see that, BritBox? BritBox, yeah. Or Acorn TV. Acorn TV, yeah. And this show is um what was the first guy's name? Um I can't remember if it's Jonathan or It's
1: John John Nettles was the uh, actor and it was Tom Barnaby.
0: Yes, Tom was the first uh chief detective.
1: Chief Inspector
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Chief Inspector.
1: Yes, and the thing I loved about, thing I loved about Midsummers is it's like the law and order of the UK because it has gone on forever, and they just switch out actors, and it just keeps going because a lot of it is really plot driven. And you know
0: what I love about that show? They kill people. In the craziest
1: ways. I know. It, it's the, the stories. You you get you get attached to the stories because when John Nettles left, I was sad. I was sad that Tom left, but the stories continued, so I continued to watch it. And you know, in uh, the UK, the episodes are like an hour and a half, and so there's only like four. A season or whatever, and I, I don't know if they just break it down that way for the American audiences. I don't know how it is in the UK, but uh, on American TV, there's like 21 seasons of yes. four episodes. Yes, and I probably have watched all of them at least two or three. I can cut it on and th- and it'll start, and I'll be like, oh. This is the one where the cheese killed the person. Oh, wait, this is the one where he fell in the wine vat. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. This is the one where the army tank ran over. I mean, you just watch them. And that's what I'm saying.
0: We, I mean, as Americans, everybody is stabbed or shot. These people, they can kill you with bees or cheese (laughs) or
1: what? I mean, you just be like, wow, really? American TV, because when I first started watching these episodes, I was a little bored because I was like, "Okay, nobody has a gun, so <laughs> nobody's heads exploding, nobody's shot in the back, nobody's pistol whipped. Okay, I don't know how this gonna go, but I'm gonna give it a chance. You know, I was expecting extreme violence, and there was none. And so I was a little taken back. Especially when they would go to talk to murder suspects and they didn't have anything with them. I'm like, so he's just supposed to go with you because you told him to? Oh, right. Oh, nah. nah, nah, Oh,
0: nah. when you go up on somebody dangerous and you'd be like, he is going to get you. <laughs> yeah. No
1: backup. No, not. It's just, you know. Yeah. 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 But you know what this right. is... you are going to talk to a murder stick.
0: You don't even have a big stick. How is this gonna work? And see, but the thing is, this is one of them shows I can't sleep on. because boy, oh, yeah. they sometimes it gets really dark and really scary and you just be like
1: Ooh. Yeah, they have had some deaths on there that's been like, Woof, who wrote this episode? You got some anger problems. when you attack. So I watch them now with a different eye than I did at first. Because, again, I was expecting extreme violence, and I needed it to happen fast. Now I'm more invested in the plot of the story and how it moves forward. And even the ones that I've watched over and over again, I go back and watch them, now that I know who the killer is, to track the killer. Yes. To see... Like, is this really possible for this person to be the killer? Let me watch them. Yeah, let me see what they did. See if they send us yes. some signs or signals up front. Yeah. Exactly. So now, I guess I'm more focused in the, the way the story is told and the actors, whereas with American TV, I'm more in tune or more focused on the action. True, true we use guns, knives, you know, everything here, whereas over there, uh, I think one time we talked about this, you said it was more cerebral or something. Because they they do a lot of of talking to suspects and they have the sense of authority and people kind of respect it. And, and, you know, at first I thought, oh, this is going to be boring. I don't know how this is going to work. But the fact that they paid attention to authority. But I mean, what hey, else
0: are they gonna do? <laughs> I mean, all these gonna well, do is if you don't listen to them, you gonna call some more people to come get you. <laughs> what well,
1: I mean to you know over here, you walk up to somebody and say, "I'm chief inspector, and I need to talk to you about your cousin's death." Get out of my port! I don't even like that. out of here! I mean, it's just, it's just a different yes, yes. It's a different reaction where they invite you in, offer you tea. They may get a little snotty with you and say the interview's over, but ain't nobody really like walking up on you, you know, like we do, like walking up on you, like what, what? They drink tea
0: in anybody's house.
1: Girl, you know I be dosing that too. I'm thinking, you're thinking of killing, you're going to drink out of his cups? What is wrong with you? And some of these houses be nasty looking. I'm like, no, I can't have tea with everybody. No, I can't be drinking your water out of your cup. No. And, you know, I think that maybe it's some type of manners thing. Like, you know, you go to certain countries, it's a sign of disrespect not to do certain things. So I'm wondering there if it's a sign of disrespect. First of all, not to offer the tea or coffee. And then second, not to take it.
0: I think I'm in trouble. I'm going to be
1: disrespectful. It's oh, yeah. They got you got know, animals in their house. First of all, you're not going down the little dirt roads. They go down trying to find uh, the killer because, you know, they always in some little village. Yes, they are. They are always in some little village. In some little pub. In some little pub. Uh, trying to do this, that, and the other. But listen. The thing that cracks me up is, I, I, you know, I have an American brain, so I can't help but think like an American. I'm thinking this is like going to little rural small towns in America. It is. It would be like, oh, I'm gonna go to, you know, Decatur, Texas, and investigate a murder. Except in the UK, they make those places look so calm and so beautiful and picturesque. Mm-hmm. I get in the village and you see these are some weirdo freaky people that live yes out here are. and they killing each other and it is really really crazy but I love Midsummer. I mean I, do. I love Midsummer too uh, when the new seasons pop up I will stay up all night watching every episode uh, just the th- just the, the stories the stories they tell yep and it's like, okay,
0: and cool. You know, I kind of feel sorry for them because they have to get better and better. And it's like some some of them stories, you'd be like, wow, how are you going to get past this? Yeah,
1: yeah. And that's what makes it so, so good. And I think the other thing I like about Midsommars is they don't overshadow the story too much with the personal lives of the characters. Right, right. I think in America and on some of our shows, we get all involved with the main character got a wife, then he done had an affair, then he done got a divorce, now he's the drunk. You know, we just get all, and I'm like, listen, this movie bought your work. This movie (laughs) bought your own. It's bought your work. Go to work and do work stuff. I don't want to know how they go on in the house. I don't. I don't need to be that involved with you. Right, right. So, so I love Miss Summer. They do a little. You know, he, he, Tom left and before he left Cully got married and then the new guy came and mm-hmm. and him, the new man and his wife had a little baby but I, I know nothing about Baby Betty, and I don't need to know nothing about Baby Betty. Girl, I love the I love the corners. The corners are hilarious. And you know what? That is like one of the best things, is because they always switch out the the little medical people, and there's always the little quirky thing about them. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, there's a reason why you play with dead people. Cause know, right? <laughs> Live people won't mess with you. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. I love that they insert that type of quirky person into the investigative team.
0: Okay. So, A-plus
1: on this one? Oh, oh yes. You know I love mid-thummies. Again, I can watch them over and over and over again. I can, too, on this one. Yeah, because usually I'll be
0: halfway through before I realize, ooh, I've seen this, and this is where they do.
1: (laughs) I know. I just love it. I just
0: love it. Well, this has been our first podcast. We want to thank you guys for joining us. And if you want to leave comments, you can. We might not respond to them because we all sisters and sometimes we don't really care.
1: And I probably be watching TV. So, you know.
0: I got stuff
1: to do.
0: All right, y'all, we got stuff to do, so we will catch up with y'all later. Thank you for joining us for this monthly podcast of TV Talk with the Sisters. The music for this podcast was created by Dave DeBerry.